Welcome to the Tandem Talk Show, where we help women dial in their nutrition and fitness so that they can lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives. And now your host from Tandem Nutrition, Coach G. Yo, hey, what's up, everyone? Hey, Coach here. I'm super, super excited about today's live training. Today, we'll be going over how to actually put an end to sugar cravings. This is a training that I've been waiting for quite a few months now to do, so really excited to have you join me. If you're joining me live right now and you are excited to learn how to cut and curb your sugar cravings once and for all, type sugar below. Let me know. And as well, if you have any questions as you go throughout today's live training, be sure to comment those questions below and I'll be more than happy to answer those for you. So, hey, quick story first. So throughout my lifetime of being a dietitian and dieting through my own journey, I've had two major events in which I've lost weight myself. And I've learned so much throughout my own personal experiences of weight loss. And in fact, one of these experiences taught me a lot about today's training, in which I cannot wait to share more with you about what I learned on how to cut cravings and avoid getting these sugar cravings to that would eventually and ultimately make it really tough for me to stay on track. And so one of my first biggest dieting tips came during college and um, it was after an event in which I was it was just ridiculous and I was not comfortable. So after looking at myself in the mirror, I'm like, hey, I need to I need to lose weight. And so I went on this very, very strict diet. Uh, again, this is one of my first experiences as um, as a dieter myself in which I learned a lot about myself. And when I went on this very strict diet, I it was exactly that. It was a very strict diet. I would restrict, I would cut out, and I would um, keep things, keep keep uh, from eating some of the foods that I would normally eat. Like I loved chocolate, I loved pancakes, of course. I loved a lot of things, and I never, never allowed myself to have that. And this diet went on for you know 14, 16 weeks, and I had lost a lot of weight, but what I had gained was a lot of cravings and a tremendous amount of cravings. And not just for any food, but to be more specific, cravings for the foods that I gave up. And so the very first point I want to drive home today is some of the foods or the foods that we crave the most throughout any dieting period are those foods that we also give up throughout the dieting period. So throughout my own diet in college, when I was looking to lose 10 to 15 pounds, I was cutting out a lot of sugar. I was cutting out like, you know, chocolate chips and pancakes and even things, even simple things like protein bars, uh, because I just felt like, hey, you know, they didn't keep me full. And I just craved all these few, all these foods. And I learned that cravings, cravings are cues. Okay. Hey, so write that down. Cravings are cues because I give up so much of these, my favorite foods and all these carbohydrates. I learned that, Hey, my body needs carbohydrates. This is true. In fact, today, if you, if you are in a spot where you're eating a lower carbohydrate diet, if you're cutting carbs and and let me know that's you, because I've been there as well. If you cut carbs down to a certain level, to a low level, you know, you're going to start craving carbohydrates. Your body needs carbs. In fact, your brain requires 120 grams of carbs a day, 120 grams of carbs a day to function optimally. And what happens if you don't give your body that, um, that energy 
those carbohydrates that it needs. It, it's going to make you crave. It's going to turn on a reward system in your brain and it's going to make you crave those those foods to help you get that energy to provide with what it needs. And so cravings are cues. If you restrict something, they will persist. And we tell all our clients here in our Tone Up community, what you restrict persists. Okay. What you restrict persists. So from that, from that dieting journey, when I lost, you know, 15 to 15 pounds, I learned that, Hey, in order to be successful with this and to make this maintainable, I got to stop completely giving up that, or those foods that I really, really liked. So, hey, comment below if you're watching this right now with me. Comment below one food that you've given up in the past when dieting that made it hard for you to be consistent with your diets. And believe it or not, you do not have to give up any foods or any drinks throughout your diets. There's not one food on this planet that will make you gain body weight, body fat. There's not one food on this planet that will prevent you from losing body fat, okay? And we teach our clients here at Tandem the importance of incorporating all foods, your favorite foods, even, of course, healthy foods, into your dieting plan to help you stay consistent, to help you get all those vitamins and minerals you need. Also, just make sure that you're not craving these foods that you cut out, okay? So we cut out things. We get those cravings from those foods. We have someone right now who mentioned, hey, uh, flavored baked beans. And yes, that is a big one as well. Those are absolutely tasty. Uh, they tend to be a little higher in carbohydrates. And so it's it's very easy to get triggered whenever we're eating foods that um, a little bit sweet in nature, right? Um, in fact, they would almost uh, trigger us to consume more of those. Like, for example, I think one of the worst foods, like when I'm <laughs> when I'm deep into a diet with like four or five weeks left and I'm, I lost a lot of weight, one of the foods I refuse to eat will not eat protein bars. And here's why. By the way, hey, thank you so much, Ashley, for joining me. Sam, it's so great to see you today. Miriam, hey, pizza, I'm the same way too. It's very, very hard to practice moderation, at least for me, with pizza. You know, Ashley mentions wine. Uh, yes, that can be really tough to cut out as well. And as you know, too, those foods, you do not have to cut cut out those foods or drinks in order to lose fat, tone up, or achieve your goals. Now, one of the foods that I will not, I do not recommend eating uh, throughout a diet in which you're trying to lose weight and not be stuck with these really tough cravings are protein bars. And you're like, yo, Coach G, but those are really healthy. They're high in protein and they, you know, they, they taste great. And that's, that's, that's the issue for me is they taste so good that I just want more. And not only that, not only do they not only do they trigger me to want more, but because they're so calorie dense and they're so um, so small, so they're not a lot of volume, I, I, I'm triggered to eat more and more of those foods. And so protein bars for me, there are especially some out there, they are kind of like a, like a fancy candy bar. Yeah, they have some protein in there, but they have a lot of sweetness in them as well. So maybe they have sugar alcohols, artificial sweeteners. And so when I, when I get done eating one, I'm like, wow, well, like I can have three more. Right. And so number one, the, the first step in helping you to fight sugar cravings is to not give up the foods that you enjoy, especially do not cut carbohydrates to a low, low level. Low level can be different for many people. I will say that most of our clients, we do not take them below 150 grams of carbohydrates a day. Again, because your brain itself your brain uses 120 grams of carbs a day. And if you're even thinking more than that, if you're always, if you have a position in which you're using your critical thinking skills, 
you may use more glucose, more carbohydrates than that. So be be careful with your carb intake. Okay, that's one of the first things I hear from women is like, hey, I just want to crave something sweet. So that's step number one. Step number two to help you find your cravings is to help understand the difference between when you're when you're hungry and also when you're craving, and to also make sure you're having balanced meals. So it's very important to note that. Cravings are not the same as being hungry, but when you combine when you combine being hungry with experiencing a very intense craving, then that's when you experience a driving force that is really really tough to tough to tame that could lead you to eat something that you may regret later. Okay, so let me repeat that. Cravings are not the same as hunger. So just because you're craving something does not mean you're hungry, but when you are craving something, and that's combined with hunger, and that creates almost a, a really tough situation to be consistent and not to like really go into your kitchen and eat some things that you may regret later. So the second point is we have to make sure to control cravings that we control our hunger. And we know the best ways to control hunger is to eat consistent, balanced meals, especially with protein. Now, why is protein so important? Protein is important because, number one, it is the one macronutrient. So macros, um, there's carbohydrates, there's proteins, and there's fats. Now, macros, um, they're they what make up the calories we eat from food, and protein is the most important. Protein is going to help you stay full. It's going to help you keep a fast metabolism, and it's going to help you tone up faster. So when you have regular meals – Every three to five hours, one of the biggest mistakes I see women make, and I, I'm on calls with women all the time from around the world, and I have women ask me, like, hey, Garrett, you know, what is your opinion on intermittent fasting? I do not recommend intermittent fasting for women, and I'm, I very rarely have like a, such a hard or fast opinion on something, but just through science, we know that one thing, that going long hours, a long time with, without eating food for women, it's not healthy. It's not healthy because we're not aware yet of the different hormonal and metabolic disturbances that may happen in a woman's body because of these long time spans of not eating. You know, women, um, especially throughout the child childbearing ages, and especially they're trying to conceive, their consistent energy is so important. Okay, so it's so important. So having regular balanced meals can prevent us from having these intense cravings or hunger cues. Would send us into catapult, as Miriam said. A, a, a catastrophic event in which we want to go eat a lot of food, okay? And so when we're hungry, those our cravings intensify. It's very important that we eat regular, consistent meals, and those meals consist of foods that not only are high in protein, but also are not restrictive of the things that we enjoy. Again, kind of going back to point number one, we want to make sure that we're not restricting foods. What, what we restrict it's going to persist. Like I said, my first diet, I would not eat any bad foods, any bad foods. By the way, there's no such thing as good foods and bad foods. Okay. Let me repeat that. There's no such thing as good foods and bad foods when it comes to dieting. We know that because again, there's not one food that will just make you gain body fat or, you know, put you in the hospital unless you eat like poison ivy, which is, you know, not on many foods list. But, and also we, instead of looking at food as good and bad, look at food as, Hey, this food has a lot of nutrients. This food has a lot of nutrients. It's going to help me meet my nutrient needs for the day. It's going to help me maintain optimal health. And let's say another food, it is it is poor in nutrients. So instead of saying that food is bad, it's just 
lacking nutrients. It's not bad per se. It just lacks nutrients. And it's very important in a healthy, balanced phallus diet to have both nutrient-dense, we want more of those, and less nutrient-dense foods because it's those less nutrient-dense foods, especially the ones that you like, that makes this whole process so enjoyable, right? Let me know if that is you. If you know that when you stick to foods you enjoy, that helps you be consistent. If that is you, comment consistent below. Let me know if that is you because that is my experience and my own dieting journeys that I've had. And also what we hear from our clients too, that when you enjoy something, you're going to keep doing it, right? And when you keep doing it, being consistent is the key to long-term and sustainable fat loss. So next up, um, go, kind of going over that second point, just making sure you have well-balanced meals and that you are not cutting out any specific foods that would make you crave them later on. I have a question that I'm going to answer real quick here. Sam asks a great question. She says, no restricting certain foods. Should one put limits on certain foods? That's a great question, Sam. And I would say that that answer is very individual. I would say the only types of foods I would put limits on is this, you've ha if someone has a history of chronic dieting in which they're already facing these cravings from foods that they've limited or restricted in the past, and that eating these foods lead to uncontrollable eating situations in which one bite or two bites, if that leads to eating to overeating or eating a copious amount of that food, then I would say it may be wise to limit those foods. Okay. So if you're in a dieting phase right now, and if you understand that eating peanut butter will make you eat the entire jar of peanut butter, it would not be wise to have peanut butter in your home. Again, that is only because of past histories of cutting out peanut butter that is causing you to overeat that. And there is a long-term solution to this in which I'll explain here at the very end of uh, today's live show. And by the way, tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be going live again at 2 p.m. Eastern time to go over my favorite foods for fat loss that helps to fight sugar cravings. Miriam, I'm so glad that makes sense. Thank you so much for uh, letting me know that. Gabrielle asks, what if you're a pre-diabetic woman? What if you don't feel hungry sometimes? Yes. So it's very important to know, especially if let's say that someone's uh, uh, pre-diabetic and they're on the verge of, let's say, type 2 diabetes, having a consistent intake of carbohydrate is so, so important. Okay. So having a consistent intake of carbs are so, so important. And if you're not hungry, um, and I guess that really means it's maybe different different situations, but it's important to really focus on what's most important at that meal. Protein, we teach our clients. When you go and set up a meal, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or snack, or dinner, the first question we want you to ask yourself is, number one, what's my source of protein going to be? Okay, what's my source of protein going to be? Is it going to be Greek yogurt? Is it going to be uh, some type of meat like lean chicken? Is it going to be fish? Is it going to be protein pancakes? Okay, so uh, something like that, just make sure that you have protein in the meal. And so for women who are pre-diabetic, and this is something I can certainly do a training on later on, but it's very important that we work on exercise, on, on focusing on being consistent in a calorie deficit for fat loss to happen, and to also help us meet our protein needs to control hunger and to co control cravings. So thank you, Gabrielle, for your questions. Uh, they are awesome, and uh, I appreciate you.
Also, okay, last one for today. Again, this is a three-step plan to help reduce your sugar cravings. The last one is 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 simple, and it's probably the one most effective ones that I personally enjoy doing. Now, we understand that a craving is not only a cue, but it's also a it could be a hormonal signal in which your body wants a reward, and therefore it wants to satisfy that need throughout a um, throughout throughout the consumption of something sweet. Or some that maybe that's missing. So, one of the most effective ways to combat sugar cravings, um, and to maybe any cravings as well, is is take a step back and find another way to increase dopamine. Okay, so find another way to increase dopamine because essentially sugar cravings, when you tie that into actually consuming that food, it's going to increase dopamine, right? It's going to give you that feel good sensation. And then that's when you come back to ground zero, right? So you get the sensation like, hey, I'm craving sugar. Um, and there's this like psychological pull to fill this need. And then doing so, it captures dopamine. So it increases dopamine. You feel great. And you come back to ground zero and there's this cycle, right? And together we're trying to cut back on the cycle. But there's another way to combat this cycle. There's another way to combat this cycle. And that is number one, taking a step out of the kitchen, okay? Removing yourself from the kitchen and doing something that's physical. So along with sugar, along with carbohydrates, exercise is also known and shown to help increase dopamine in those feel-good hormones like endorphins. Okay, let me repeat that. So when you when you take a step out of the kitchen, the focus goes away from food and onto exercise. Exercise it it doesn't increase endorphins and and dopamine as quickly, but it has been shown to help you and help us fight that pull to meet that psychological need through food. So doing a brisk ten minute walk can not only take you away from the kitchen, make it less likely for you to indulge and meet that need through food, but also it also helps you increase your dopamine naturally through exercise while burning calories. It's like a double, double bonus. You're getting away from the food, you're burning more calories and found it. And check this out. When you do that time and time again, guess what? Your body almost gets addictive almost, almost um, in a habitual routine of wanting to exercise for that feel good sensation. So instead of meeting that need through sugar or through eating carbohydrates, your body, instead of thinks, Hey, I'm gonna go grab some sugar. Like, Hey, I'm gonna go for a quick brisk minute, 10 minute walk. So something intense, something that can get you into fresh air. And if you don't have access to some open air to go walk, then even simply doing some a really quick, intense session of maybe some body weight squats, some push-ups, some jumping jacks, getting your heart rate up, allowing you to get that boost in endorphins from exercise and from moving your body. So that is number three. So let me recap this real quick. I don't want you to feel like, hey, I'm facing sugar cravings. I'm at the end of my possibilities. It is possible today. It is possible today to curb and to permanently prevent having these cravings. And it all starts with you taking action. Number one, do not restrict foods that you enjoy. What you restrict persists. As I mentioned throughout my own fat loss journey, I cut out a lot of foods I loved. Those foods came back and haunted me. And I ate more than my share after my dieting phase was done. What did I learn? I learned the next time I wanted to diet, I wanted to include those foods into my 
calorie budget. And again, that's exactly what we teach our clients here at Tandu Nutrition throughout our Tone Up programs. Not to restrict, but to make a lifestyle change to help you incorporate the food you love while seeing progress and fat loss every single week. Number two, number two is making sure that you're not confusing being hungry with having an intense craving. So we know that cravings and hunger, those are not the same thing, but when when cravings are tied with hunger, that can bring upon intense psychological pull to be driven into some foods that you may regret eating later. So it's very important to have small, consistent meals that are high in protein. Again, protein could be Greek yogurt, could be chicken, it could be beef, it could be a protein shake, things like that to help you stay full and cut those cravings. Number three, so number three, it's just very, very important to when you get this sensation of having a craving to not take action and go towards the first option your brain tells you. For most people, for myself, I experience a craving. My next step is I'm going to go to the cabinet, right? <laughs> I experience a craving. I'm going to the cabinet. We have to switch our habits. We have to change our habits up, okay? So instead of taking that first step, where our brain takes us to the cabinet or to the refrigerator, we have to stop. We have to be aware of what we're experiencing. We have to be in tune with our feelings and say, you know what? I'm experiencing these cravings, and I know that I can take action on my cravings, and I can go outside. I can get a dopamine boost by going for a brisk walk or doing some quick exercise. Again, and think how powerful that is too. Not only are you rewiring your brain, by telling it, hey, when this happens, this is what I'm going to go to. So in the past, or if you keep, you once you keep practicing this habit, your your brain will no longer go to, hey, I'm going to go to the cabinet, or like, hey, I'm going to go to the refrigerator, or hey, I'm going to go to the store and get some drink, or get this candy bar. It's going to say, hey, okay, what helped me last time? Well, it was this really quick, brisk minute, like ten minute walk or five minute walk, or I did these like push ups. Like every morning, I had this habit of doing. I do 35 push-ups and 25 sit-ups. And I don't know about you all, but whenever I exercise, even though I don't really consider that exercise, whenever I exercise, I want to make sure that I'm even more on top of my diet, okay? Because, hey, I just put in this work. I just put in this effort. I want to make sure that my effort goes towards helping me build the body of my dreams. And so it's very important that, hey, let's rewire our brain together. Let's face what we know to be true and say, hey, I'm going to do something healthy. I'm going to do something that's productive. I'm going to do something that's going to help me get me closer to my goals. That is it for today. Now, tomorrow, I'll be back at 2 p.m. to go over some of my favorite, my favorite food substitutions and healthy sugar craving hacks to, that I personally have when I'm dieting. Like I said, when the first time I started dieting down, I wanted to cut out all my favorite foods. That did not work. And so the second time I learned, there's a few things that I do throughout my diets now that really help me enjoy my favorite foods and help me still have that sweet taste without feeling deprived. And hey, if you want, if you want to tune in tomorrow, uh, you'll comment pancakes below. Let me know. And and by the way, I just want to say, I want to tell you why we are fans of pancakes here at Tandu Nutrition. I say we as a team, even though we do have a few team members who maybe don't acknowledge yet that they actually love pancakes, but there's a reason why we are fans of pancakes because we want to teach you, we want to teach our community, we want to teach our clients that you can still have these types of foods and still achieve the body of your dreams. You can still lose fat, 
tone up and achieve your biggest goals by including foods that you love. So if you're excited about tomorrow's training, comment pancakes below. Let me know you're tuning in. I'll be back at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And if you have a friend, if you have a friend who'd want to watch this episode, tag them below. Let them know that, hey, this is an episode that you may learn something from. I appreciate you all. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. God bless you. And I will see you tomorrow again at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Tandem Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.